0: Hey, welcome back, therapists. Did you know that people tell us that we cannot be abundant? So in today's video, we're going to talk about three myths that have been told to us or unsaid as to why therapists cannot accumulate wealth. Let's go ahead and dive in. All right. Welcome back to my channel. My name is Dr. TK. I am a clinical psychologist and a therapist business coach. So in today's video, I will be introducing to you three myths that therapists have been actually told or unintentionally spoken to or at about the myths of abundance and our ability to accumulate wealth. So one of the main things that I noticed was missing from our curriculum when we went to graduate school was that we actually did not have a chance to talk about money. Now, truth be told, kids don't even talk about money outside of economics class. In high school, let alone when we go to college. But in graduate school, we've chosen to go to graduate school because we want to make a big impact in our community. Maybe you want to open up your own business one day as a private practice owner. But nevertheless, there's a big piece missing from the curriculum, such as not just saving money, not just stacking and multiplying money, but how to invest in yourself and also how to build up your confidence muscle so that when you do have a business, you will understand your value and your worth. And so myth number one was that we simply just did not talk about money. All we talked about was theory, psychological principles, and ethics. That is it. Those are the three categories that we talked about in school. And unfortunately, as a result, when you start tapping into private practice ownership. That's where I see a lot of therapists apply the second myth, which is if you have super high rates, your clients or what I would say, yo, people don't want to work with you because your rate is too high. So in turn, what I see a lot of therapists in my community or in our coaching programs do is they have created this limiting belief in their mind, even before they've had a consultation with their first client. And they believe that because Mental health is in the three digits and maybe because the client avatar or ideal client that they chose may not be able to afford that amount, they end up not shooting a shot and they end up minimizing their value by not truly offering their services and their value at their true worth. So what does this look like? I've done it. You're on a consultation. You're super amped up. You're very new in private practice. You said that your fee was going to be $150 per session for 45 minutes for an individual session. Then you start talking to the client. You're gathering information. You realize that they're on the brink of leaving their job. They dislike it. They may be having some symptoms of depression, maybe some anxiety. Maybe their partner has experienced some financial hardship. They have also told you that they are on an insurance panel that you do not accept. So because now that you've heard all this symptomology, you have made it up in your mind to count the client's pockets. And instead of just letting the $150 roll off your tongue, you instead have this internal dialogue that creates a narrative that says, if I offer my regular rates to this client, they're not going to be able to do therapy with me. So what am I going to do? I'm going to lower my rates. And when it's time to talk about how much your services are, instead of you saying, you know what, my rate is $150 a session, not even you know what, but just say the session for individual therapy for 45 minutes is $150. And sit there in silence and allow them to respond. You will then say, I understand that you're going through a financial hardship. So typically my rates are $150. But because you're going through a financial hardship, I am going to lower my rate just for you to a hundred dollars. Now, what did you just do? Did the client ask you to lower your rate? No. Did you count the client's pockets for them? Yes. Do you know what the client can pay? No, but instead you put your foot in your mouth. And because you're counting people's pockets, assuming that someone doesn't even see the value in your worth, you lower your rate. Do not do that. All right, now in myth number three, we just finished talking about fees. We just finished talking about sometimes you may work with certain groups of people or you may feel like your people cannot afford your services in your county people's pockets. We've also talked about how you went to school and nobody ever talked to you about money. So the third myth is you have your fee, but you feel like your clients will start to judge you and they may even say things like, 150. See, they don't even care about us. They just want to get paid. Now, let me know if a client has ever told you that before. I've actually only had one client that has ever said that to me and I had to transition her to another therapist simply because there was a blend in boundaries. There were ethical issues that came up with boundaries and We just had to do what was in the best interest of the client. And so I didn't take it personal when she said that I was doing things for the money. We had worked together for a year by then. So I didn't know. I didn't believe that that was true. I believe that that was a projection, but that was something that actually happened. It wasn't something that I made up in my head and still to this day. And I've raised my rates over the last 10 years, not a lot, but small increments. I never have created the narrative From since beginning of my private practice journey, because I did in the beginning, I have never created the narrative that people will believe that because I charge a certain amount of money per hour or per session that I don't care about them. Now, why don't I question myself? It's based off my confidence. I know that I'm a damn good clinical psychologist. I know who I work very well with. I know what my niche is. I know what clients are attracted to me. Most importantly, I know how I show up. So is it that you're in fear of how the clients will perceive you, or is it that you're not confident with how you show up in therapy? So I really hope that you've enjoyed this episode on these three MythBusters about money and how we were not introduced to talking about money and how that may have taken a toll on us as individuals that are in a career, potentially in a business. So if you are a future mental health provider, I want to say welcome to my channel. If you are new here, definitely I am in a state of gratitude for you tuning in today. Please share this video with another mental health provider that you know. Also, if you want to learn more about how to have both an abundant life style and a profitable mental health career and or business, stay tuned, but also drop some comments in the box. Let me know what was your biggest takeaway. What was your most favorite myth that you're like, Oh my God, she hit it. And if there's anything else that you want to learn. And so I will see you in the next video. Make sure to click subscribe. I'll see you later. com.